the thing that got you to where you are isn't going to get you to the next phase. Something's going to have to change, whether that's the staff change, a system change, a mindset shift, you know, working on your own self, like becoming like for you, you were making all your decisions as a practitioner. But when you learned how to think like the CEO of your business and how do I want to run my business, that is a game changer right there. Welcome to The Clinical Entrepreneur, a business podcast that's dedicated to healthcare practitioners just like you who are hustling every day to build a business and a life you're proud of. Join me, Rhonda Nelson, as I share my own experiences and extract actionable advice from industry experts about what it takes to build and scale a profitable wellness practice. Well, hey, friend, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have another guest. I've got quite a few of them coming up here soon, but this particular guest, her name is Claire Sorley, and she is not only, she hangs out with us in Clinical Academy, but she's also in Clinical Business Academy. And what I love about Claire is her willingness to try new things. And I don't want to give too much away. I want you to listen to our little conversation that we had, which was really amazing. But what I want you to know before we dive in is that she has a completely virtual practice. Now, whether you have a brick and mortar solely or you have a hybrid brick and mortar virtual or you have or want to create a virtual practice, Claire is dropping it all. She's starting from the beginning, talking about her mistakes, talking about how she got started, what she did to grow her practice. And let me tell you, there are some major golden clinical business nuggets in this episode. In fact, in the very beginning, we had a little bit of a mic drop moment and both of us actually got a little teary just thinking about it. So I think you're going to like it. Here's my conversation with Claire. Well, hey, Claire, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. So I'm going to rat you out before we went on air. This is what Claire says to me. So all of you listening, she says, oh, my imposter syndrome is raging. And I go, yeah, well, welcome to the club because we all have it. Like everybody's got the, you know, what do I have to offer? And somebody mm-hmm. else is further along the journey than me. And so why do we care? We all learn. No, it's so dumb, isn't it? It's so silly. So silly. So anyway, yeah. Claire, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Imposter syndrome not allowed because, okay, okay, fair. So we're just going to have a little convo, but I would love for everyone to know a little bit about you, how you got started in functional medicine, although we don't like the term, but we're going to use the term, right? Yeah. Yeah. But how you kind of got started. And then let's just talk a little bit about what you've done in your business and your virtual business, Mm -hmm. which is really key. So those of you that are listening, Like pay attention because Claire's going to give you her down and dirty secrets about how she does her virtual practice. So go girl, floor's yours. Thank you. Yes. So my name is Claire and I am a certified nutritionist and nutritional therapy practitioner. And I think like how a lot of practitioners, a lot of us get into this space is we dealt with our very own health issues. And I dealt with mine Freshman year of college, right out the gates, I had all these gut issues pop up out of nowhere for the very first time in my life. 
None of my friends were dealing with this. I was so confused. Why was I eating and looking six months pregnant after what is going on? <laughs> not a good look for a girl in college. Not cute. Yeah. No. Not cute. <laughs> so I went to what, you know, the normal person does, go to the doctor. And well, the first doctor didn't believe me. She said, not having a bowel movement for five to seven days is normal, Claire. What are you talking <gasps> about? Oh, <laughs> So I was like, I know I'm not a doctor at this point in my life, but that just doesn't sound right. So I went to another doctor and another doctor, and eventually their Western medicine, you know, what they were going to do to fix me was a daily laxative. And that also didn't sit right with me. I'm like, awesome. I am 19. Why am I not having a very normal daily bodily function? This doesn't make sense. So all that to say, I dove into food, how food can nourish you, you know, non-toxic products in the home. What are those? You can't have bleach. Oh my gosh, I didn't even know that. And my now boyfriend, his mom was a certified nutritionist where I grew up in San Diego. And she kind of took me under her wing and was like, I'm just for you. Yeah. So did not have to do this, but I was going through my certifications. And I was so fascinated by this world because at that point I'd kind of spit out the other end. I'd healed a lot of my gut issues and was like, I need to now help people do the same thing. I yeah. want to be that shining light for someone who is dealing with gut issues and thinks that the only way out is a daily laxative. So after going through all of my certifications, she took me under her wing and not only taught me a lot about nutrition, but also a lot of the business things. And I've just grown my practice from there. It's all been virtual the entire time. Nice. Yeah. Which I think is the norm now, yeah. which is kind of way fun. more common, Yeah, way more common. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I've just been growing it over the past three, almost four years now. And I feel like I'm a little baby, <laughs> like I'm a little fish in a giant pond because there's so many other amazing practitioners, especially in CBA. But thank goodness to you, you know, my mentor has kind of gotten me to a point and I feel like you, Rhonda, have helped me to like get to the next point Yay. and beyond. So oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, that's kind of my story. Started out with my own gut health issues. And then now I hope to be the practitioner that I was looking for when I was a freshman in college. That is like right there. Could we just do like a <laughs> mic drop on that one for a sec? <laughs> like really that right there. I hope to be the practitioner that I was looking for when I was sick. Mm -hmm. Like, do you hear Claire? That has some like energy behind it mm -hmm. and around it yeah. because that's why we do what we do. We all have a story. You know, my story is my daughter had cancer. Your story is, you know, you had like these debilitating, huge six months pregnant gut issues and nobody was willing to help you. So I love that you said that. I want to be the practitioner that I was looking for when I was ill. That is mm -hmm. so good. Okay. So I'm going to have a moment there. <laughs> no, Thanks for like, me. Makes me a little I, like emotional you, a little bit. Yeah. Did you feel it? Like yeah, you can feel yeah. the emotion in that. And so let's talk about that for a little bit, for a hot minute. Sometimes what happens, I think we get starry-eyed about the dream. Mm -hmm. The dream is I'm going to have a practice. I'm going to have people. I'm going to be able to help them. And I'm going to create protocols. And I'm going to create an online thing. And I'm going to do. And all of that is all good and necessary. But when it comes right back down to why do your feet touch the floor in the morning? Mm -hmm. What makes you get up out of bed 
And that statement right there is that anchoring statement is that today, and I'm saying this, repeating back what you said, but I'm saying it for myself the same. I want to be that practitioner that I was looking for when my daughter was sick. I want to be that for somebody else. And we get caught up in all the things and stuff, but I love that you've continued to kind of anchor it back to that. So yeah, mic drop. Pretty sure we're going to have a few more of those because I know you, Claire. (laughs) This is how we're going to roll today. So keep listening. Here we go. Okay, Claire. Now, so you started your virtual practice. How did you even do that part? How did you like start? (laughs) Just like tell somebody, like, what did you do? Yeah. I mean, thank goodness that I had my mentor. I guess starting it was like through legal Zoom. <laughs> like, Good job. That, getting my LLC, like that was kind of starting it. And then, yeah, just out of thinking, like I didn't take any business classes growing up, but I was like, I think yeah, that you're supposed do. to have a social media presence, I think. So <laughs> then I started an Instagram and I was like, I think I'm supposed to do this. And started that. And then through my classes, we actually had like practice clients. So actually, I want to say two of my original practice clients, we had like three or four. Two of them are still my clients today. Nice. Yeah. And it was through their referrals that I'd actually gotten a ton of clients like years now, like years later. So I would say that is where it really started. Like the word of mouth, like Claire is becoming a nutritionist. Oh my gosh. Like what does she do? How does she do this? Plus with the social media aspect, I think then that could obviously reach a way broader, you know, group of people. So it was, that's kind of how I got my foot in the door with like actually having clients, actually working with people, getting feedback from people and all, yeah, all that. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a minute because I love that you had like, you know, one or two people, like your practice people. Mm -hmm. And clearly no one's going to refer to you if you suck, right? (laughs) Right. Nobody's going to refer to you if you deliver crappy outcome. If you are rude, you don't have a good bedside manner, you don't listen well, you don't repeat back, you know, I understand what you're trying to tell me, et cetera. What do you attribute that success to in those early clients that led them to say, oh my gosh, I got a transformation. What did you do that made that happen for them? I take pride in educating my clients, like really walking them through what's going on. Why is this happening in the body? Not just saying, oh, you have gut issues. Here's a supplement. Stop having gluten. See you later. I'll see you in four weeks. Right. I really like to comb through their personal history so we can kind of see where the domino first fell off Mm. and we can go back to that root cause. And then, so I do a very thorough history with them. That's what my mentor kind of really yeah. pulled me from the get-go. She was like, you need to take your time in these initial consultations. So I think that's kind of my secret sauce is really coming through. So good. And I've had clients tell me like, I, oh my gosh, I've never had someone listen to me in a healthcare oh. setting the way you do. And I think it's because I do take my time with mm-hmm. clients. I think that's so crucial. That's what I, again, going back to me as a freshman, I did not get that. Until I will say I did have one GI specialist who literally brought out his whiteboard and drew the whole digestive tract and was like, here's how your food gets broken down. And I love that. Mm-hmm. I don't do the whiteboard thing, but I kind of do that. I like share my screen and I show like 
the like simplified digestive tract little diagram. But I think that is part of my secret sauce is really coming through the history and then also taking the time to explain to them in very simple terms what can be going on and how are the things that I'm going to give you as your protocol are going to actually help. Because when they can put those two things together right. and they say, oh, I'm taking this because it's going to help acidify right. my lower gut. So then I won't be bloated right. and then I can actually have a bowel movement. Then they right. actually want to take it. And right. I think it's like, you know, when you work out and they say, think about the muscle that you're flexing and it actually helps you increase that muscle mass more. It's kind of that same thing. Yeah. So yeah. I think those two together are what have kept me going and getting more clients and keeping those old clients for a very long time. You know, and you make a good point, and that is that people just want to be listened to. Mm -hmm. And they just want to be heard because, you know, the other side of the coin, shall we say, in the, you know, conventional medicine is, no, you're constipated here. Just take this laxative and you're fine. Here's the script or here's what you go by. Bye-bye. And they're five minutes and out the door. Mm -hmm. And nobody gets listened to. You're like, well, wait, wait, though. Wait. It's start with, wait. Oh, <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Yeah, yeah. See you later. <laughs> I guess I'm done. Mm -hmm. And so having those kinds of conversations, and I've always been a huge advocate of that. So I love that you do that. What are some of the surprising questions that I or we would be surprised to know that you ask during your new patient intake? Oh, were you a C-section or vaginal birth? Okay. Like, oh, that matters for gut yeah. health. Yeah. Your gut health, your mom's health. Yeah. I think that would be surprising. I think, have you had any international travel? Yeah. Recently? And then, you know, when did your symptoms start? That would be an interesting one. I think also a lot of like the family history. Like I ask a lot about mom's health, dad's health, and see if there are any kind of correlations between that. Are you on birth control? Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Are you not on birth control? Yeah. Why did you start? Why did you stop? How have you been since you stopped? Can those kinds of questions? Because um, I feel like a lot of my clients that I get are mainly gut with like a little sprinkle of hormonal issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how you just attract the thing mm -hmm. that you were. And then because you know how to fix it, you're like, oh, this is my down and dirty protocol. Like we're going to start here. Mm -hmm. So what is it that you always start with when we're talking about the gut? What do you start with? Always, always, always with nutrition. Always. You have to have the diet right. If that's not right, you're not giving your body the building blocks to even have a chance at repairing and healing. So I am really, I have a very, <laughs> my clients probably want to kill me, but for the first like <laughs> six weeks, we do like a down and dirty, really intense program to repair their gut, work on their gut, have them understand how to start grocery shopping, meal prepping, making your food so that that is the foundation. We always have to build a strong foundation before we can build up a house. Yeah. And if we ever want to, you know, put the chandeliers in the house, we have to put down the cement foundation first. Right. So yeah, I always start with food and it's always about, you know, Hippocrates said, let food be thy medicine. And so we have yeah. to let the food do the work. I like to let the food kind of do the heavy lifting and then for whatever else we need to add in to get us to 100% or just kind of get us over the hill, then we can add in herbs and supplements and things like that. But I like right. to have food and nutrition be, you know, very first thing that we focus on. That's the kind of feedback that you get from your patients, your clients, like pretty right away. Like what's some of the language that they'll use to describe their change, what they're observing? 
Oh my gosh. They'll say I can sleep so much better at night. I've slept through the night. I wake up with so much energy. I haven't had any caffeine. My skin is clearing. I have a girl right now. And I'm like, we haven't given you any skincare tips. I haven't even told you to take away any, you know, skincare that you're using. We are simply working on the gut and you're seeing your skin clear. Like, isn't that fascinating? I'll also see a lot of changes in women's menstrual cycles. And we yeah. haven't even touched no chase tree, no anything. Yeah, yeah. Just simply working on the gut. They're like, oh my gosh, my cramps are so much lighter. My period isn't as heavy. It's a little bit lighter than normal. It actually came earlier than it usually does. We'll just start to see changes in those hormones because when you work on the gut, it's like you work upstream and then you have these effects downstream, which are yeah. just, I always find so amazing and fascinating. So amazing. So I love that. So now let's talk about how you've built your practice. So you started getting referrals mm -hmm. and then you mentioned social media. Mm -hmm. So for people that are listening, I always say for us as practitioners in general, we're kind of allergic to social media. <laughs> like we hate it. Everybody's probably in their car listening, going, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> like the thought of going live or figuring out what to post or having to like spend all this time and what is a boomerang? What is the, how, what? And uh, I don't know. And live. Yeah. And what if my light's not right? And what if my mic's not right? And there's these people that have, what, how do you get the words on the, like, <laughs> forget it. And it's, it's just too much. Mm -hmm. And then everybody goes, I can't do it. I hear mm -hmm. it all the time, yeah. all the time that they, people just instantly overwhelm with social media. So I know you, you happen to love social media. So you are kind of not my people right now. I know, sorry. <laughs> but I love you. So if you were going to talk us through someone like me who just doesn't like social media, like I have somebody do all of mine. My girls do all of mine because mm -hmm. I hate it all. But what would you say to someone like me to, to about the importance of doing that and mm -hmm. why and how they could scale a practice, whether virtual or brick and mortar with social media? I mean, it's fascinating the amount of people that you can reach. Like, forget about just talking to people in your town or in your state. You can reach people worldwide. I have people who DM me from Paris. I was going to Europe this past summer and I was like, where should I go? And a girl gave me a full itinerary. She's like, I love your page. Here, you should do this in Paris, then this and this and this. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're in Paris and you know who I am. This is crazy. But for practitioners, I think it's just about your reach. And I think at the end of the day, we all want to help people. Yeah. And so if your Absolutely. goal is to help as many people as possible, that's where social media can really come in. And if you have things in your practice that don't require someone to come into your practice and have like lead magnets, memberships, whatever it may be, that is where you talk about it on your social media. You can reach yeah. literally hundreds of thousands of people. And so... It's just a huge, huge advantage to have it be a part of your practice. You don't have to have millions of followers. But I think it also cements in the people who are already your clients. They love you even more because the beauty in social media is not about having the perfect post or the perfectly edited photo or whatever. It's all about being real nowadays. That's right. I think that's the trend is showing you in your pajamas Saturday morning what book you're reading. Talk about it. You talk about how you can't sleep. And so you're going to be doing these things and the importance of sleep and just being more raw and real. Like no one cares about edited photos anymore. Everyone right. wants to see you as a human being in person because that's who they are. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm a big stand for social media. You, you I know are, I know, is, but I know. 
<laughs> but I think your points are valid in that, you know, social media is just a way for people to know that you are alive. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like we look on someone's business page and if they haven't posted on there for, you know, two years, I think, oh, they must be out of business. Mm -hmm. It's literally what we think, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a way for people to go, like your patients are like, oh, I wonder if, you know, Claire's online because they're working with you and you go, oh, here she is. <gasps> oh, look, she has this video and oh, look. And the more real, the more authentic, where you're just like in your backyard, walking around with your phone in your backyard, talking about like this morning, I was getting ready and Rick said to me, Rhonda, Rhonda, come here quick, come here quick. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, who died? What happened? <laughs> and I walked out and if I had my phone, I would have done it. But two coyotes were walking right down the golf course. We live on a golf course, right down the golf course. And one of them had something in its mouth. And I had like a rabbit or something. I had never yeah. seen them like that close before. So it was like, those are the sorts of things that people are like, oh, oh wow. Like, mm -hmm. really? Yeah. And that's to your point. Like the more real that you are, not polished and all like, my name is Dr. Nelson. Yeah. And this is what we're going to, nobody, everybody's going to swipe, keep mm -hmm. going. Mm -hmm. So I do think that there's a lot of value in just grabbing your camera and just being honest and don't care. Doesn't matter. If it looks mm -hmm. good, fine. If it doesn't, fine. Just yeah. get it out there. Yeah. I yeah. agree. So now let's talk about the tactical. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> so you've now, you've got all these people that are coming in your virtual practice. Mm -hmm. How do you have your virtual practice set up? How does it work for you? I get this question a lot. So I want the listeners to hear, other practitioners to hear how you do your virtual practice? How do you have it set up? Well, I like to say at the beginning of the year, it was very a la carte. I had my scheduling on Calendly. I had Zoom for my Zoom calls. I had, I don't even know. I just had all these different platforms that I were, was using. And this year through your help and just, I think the biggest thing that's helped me in CBA this year is just getting in the mindset of being a CEO. I think I've yes. been in the mindset of being a nutritionist and I get yep. that. But yep. then, oh, like, how can I make my business better? That is not something that for me comes naturally. I think it comes naturally to a lot of people. Like I think it comes naturally to you, but it can be learned, which is the good thing. Yeah. So I think this year I've been in that more mindset of like, oh, wait, I can do this with my business. And if I do that, I can be a new income revenue stream, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, all those kinds yeah. of things. Yeah. So now I've moved all of my practice to like just a couple of platforms. So I'm using practice better now, which love I love practice better. Love so much. Oh love. my goodness. Amazing. Love. Yes. So good. You can do your scheduling on there. You can write all your notes. Like I'm a millennial, but I'm on the very cusp of like becoming a Gen Z. So some things I do are very millennial and some things I do are very Gen Z. Like before this year, I had all of my notes for my clients were handwritten. I had nothing, mm -hmm. nothing Ooh. typed. Ooh, I know, sister. So you on the back, friend. <laughs> <laughs> but as I, you know, as I'm growing, I'm like, okay, this filing cabinet is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It's not and working. Not working. Mm -hmm. So I scanned everything and put everything on to practice better. And now I have a full new easy peasy system of writing my notes, writing my protocols, linking up the protocols to the notes for each client. It's just like, this is such a game changer. How so, much money do you think that saved you by getting rid of all of your little piecemealy things? Because it's a trap. It is such a trap. How much do you think that saved you? Money wise? Yeah, yeah. 
Oh my gosh. A month in all those like subscriptions, you know, all the other things. Oh, probably. I mean, at least like a few hundred dollars, a thousand dollars a month. Like, yeah, yeah. And that can it add up. adds up yeah. by the time you pay for a scheduling software and then you're paying for someone to store your documents and then you're paying for this and you're paying for that. Mm-hmm. Pretty soon you got all these monthly fees and you can just go to something and practice better. And I will link it in the show notes for those of you that are listening. Almost everybody knows about it, but it is just remarkable. You really yeah. can do everything on Practice Better. And my traps, I heard about Practice Better when I was starting out, but I also heard about NutriQ, which is kind of another system, but they don't do any scheduling. And NutriQ was a little bit cheaper per month, or maybe like, I think it was like $25 a month. And Practice Better is more like, I want to say like 71 or something. And I was like, well, let me just use NutriQ now and see if that's all I need. No. I, if anyone's listening and you're dealing with that, do not do that because you will eventually probably yep. go to practice better and you yep. might as well just start there now because yep. Agreed. it has everything. So Agreed. yeah, that I is totally like agree. So now when someone comes to you, so they scheduled for practice better. So mm-hmm. that's the link that you have on your social and your bio and all the yep. things. Mm-hmm. So they reach out. Do you do like a get acquainted kind of a call, like a free no. call or they just schedule no. with you? Do you no. pre-qualify them at all? What if they're a cray-cray? <laughs> I have had cray-crays. I just think for my time and for the price point that it's at, that I've learned from you where it needs to be at, I think that people aren't going to be serious enough to click that appointment, book it, and do it if they aren't really serious about right. doing Because it. the price is there. It's not like you're giving an hour of your time away for $29.95, you know? Exactly. So lots of practitioners will do that. They're like, oh, it's $150 for a new patient appointment. And I go, no, don't do that because those are the cray-crays. And I did start out doing that. I had a lower price point and I got many cancellations. I had people. And then I started doing like a deposit. Like you had to put in a deposit before you could see me. But I've since done away with that because I feel like I haven't had many crazies recently. I've had no one cancel. So it's also something I'm testing out, which I'm learning. Mm-hmm. It's like as a business owner, you can try things totally. out. You can always go back to it. Yeah. So. If it doesn't work, fine. Then yeah. just change it and do something different. Mm-hmm. And businesses evolve. You know, I always say the thing that got you to where you are isn't going to get you to the next phase. Mm. Something's going to have to change, whether that's the staff change, mm-hmm. a system change a mindset shift, you know, working on your own self, like becoming like for you, you were making all your decisions as a practitioner. But when you learned how to think like the CEO of your business and how do I want to run my business, that is a game changer right there. So, okay. So now you don't get cray craze so much. You raise your prices. Good on Mm -hmm. you. Thank very you. proud of you. <laughs> and so now what's your follow-up look like? What do you do with them? You have this initial appointment, you, you know, do your screen share thing. How much screen sharing do you do versus like, you know, just chatting? I would say not a ton. I would mm-hmm. say going through their patient history goes for, I don't know, maybe 45 minutes to an hour, yeah. depending on how old someone is, how in depth we go. And then I always say to them, I'm going to talk for just 10, 15 minutes to just share all the thoughts that are in my head to just give you an idea. And that's when I'll bring up that's when I'll bring up the sharing the screen because I don't like to overwhelm them. Doing this whole initial consultation is already so much information. Yeah. Yeah. And I tell them like you're my onion. 
and we're just going to peel back the layers one by one. We might have a laundry list of 100 things that we need to get going and get fixing, but we're not going to do all 100 right now. We're just going to do the top one, two, or three maybe. So I don't like to tell them, okay, you have gut issues, and that's why your hormones are off, and then also your adrenal glands, and then you need to get rid of your, your skincare products, and then you need to move because you're living in a toxic <laughs> environment. Like, <laughs> oh, I know, I know. You're like, this girl is crazy. So yeah, yeah. So I just do a little bit of screen sharing, like one or two things that I think are the most important things that I need to tell them at that appointment. And then once we wrap up, then I usually work with them for six weeks. I have an ongoing email with them where we're working on nutrition. They're implementing things. We're really letting food be thy medicine. So I'm talking to them very frequently for the next six weeks. And then at the end of the six weeks, we'll meet again to see how you're doing. What are you dealing with now? Because once you work on the gut and really get that running well, a lot of the downstream issues that they're dealing with can sometimes resolve on their own because it's all rooted in the gut. Right. That's why I really like to work on the gut first. And then after that six week mark, see, okay, what's left. And then we can dive in more to hormones or whatever else we need to get to. It's just such a great way to approach it. So there's a couple of things here I want to highlight and that I love that you did. One, you're making them first. You don't come to the appointment going, well, I've reviewed all your paperwork and here's what I found. What you're doing is taking a backseat and saying, let me ask you some questions. It makes a person feel very loved, very cared for, very validated. And since 80% or more of our practices are women, we all need that. We all want that. It's how we are wired, like it or not. Mm -hmm. So you make them feel important. So they're giving you information. The second thing that you said that I loved is that you said you tell them what you're going to do. And you may not realize it, Claire, but that's key. (laughs) (laughs) That is so key. Because what happens is you're telling their brain, okay, we're now going to make a right turn. Mm -hmm. It was about you, but now you're saying, I am going to talk for this much time. So now their brain is like, oh, okay. It literally (laughs) can make the shift and people will be way more focused on you because without making that verbal redirect, I'll call it, Mm -hmm. that verbal redirect their brain can get stuck over in the, well, hey, wait, I wasn't done. Like how you felt when the doctor walked out, right? Yeah. When you can say, okay, here's the verbal redirect. Now I'm going to talk to you for 10 or 15 minutes. They go, oh, okay. And now fully present with what you're saying. I love that you do that. You may not even realize how genius that is, but it's super genius. (laughs) I'm all about communication. So I'm usually like, here's what we're going to do. Here's the agenda. I'm not going to talk. Like, And that's just something I think comes innately, but I'm glad that that's a good thing. (laughs) It's a good thing. It's a good thing. And so then you wrap it up and you say, okay, here are the one, two or three things we're going to work on. And then you communicate because you're virtual. So you communicate with them via email. Do you charge them? Like how does this whole next six weeks work like payment wise? And Mm -hmm. how do you do that? Yeah, they can either pay upfront or it can be a week by week kind of payment plan situation. And it's really just paying for my time and it's helpful to them. So they don't have to pay for another appointment in mm-hmm. case they're like having other things come up or they have a question about this product they right. got at the store. So it's kind of a way for me to help them and then them to also have the accountability as exactly. well. That's what I was going to say is accountability is huge there. Yeah. And often, and I have to say, I'm like guilty of this. I'll say, okay, here you go. See you in a month. 
I'm just like, I don't know. I'm probably just been doing it too long. I don't know. But I think I probably should like take my own advice here. And I think that this is a good way to consider structuring this because it does allow you the ability to hold them accountable and you make sure that they get the results. Because if you leave people to their own devices with their food, they're going to be out eating brownies and cake before long. As soon as they get stressed out or they didn't sleep, they wake up in the morning tired. They're like, I just going to have cookies and coffee for breakfast. 100%. Right? And so yeah. when they know, oh, crap, I got to get on the phone with Claire tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I don't want to mess it up. There's so much power in that accountability. So you'd work with them for six weeks. Then you have a little bit more of a formal You meet back up like, mm-hmm. okay, how are you doing? Yep. How's it going? So that's obviously a little longer appointment. Yeah. And then you're going after items number four, five, and six. Exactly. Yep. And so then that might be when you say, okay, tell me about your skincare products. Yeah. Or then we'll do testing or then or, we'll do, you know, yeah. kind of yeah. dig a little bit deeper. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. You're like mini genius, a little millennial Gen Z genius over here. <laughs> Thank you. I'm loving this. <laughs> so now you've kind of worked on streamlining your practice. Mm-hmm. You've got your system down, your proprietary system. What else have you done that's been significant in your business this year? Oh my gosh. So many things. Thanks to you. But I have made my first hire part-time front desk virtual assistant hire. I know. Which was terrifying. But now I'm like, thank goodness I should have done this earlier. No. That was huge for me. How many hours a week does she work for you? It's virtual, obviously. It's virtual. It varies. But I always say I try to get her to 20 but sometimes it'll be like 10, between 10 and 20, I would say. What do you have her do? Follow-up is a big thing. You know, like reaching back out to clients if it's been a month, a couple of weeks, if someone needs to get blood work done, they haven't gotten it yet, like kind of all that follow-up stuff I have her do. Invoicing I have her do. Nice. MailChimp emails that go out yeah. to my email list, I'll have yeah. her write. And then if there's any kind of like techie new things that I want to do. Like for instance, I need to get, again, the millennial in me doesn't have credit cards on file for my clients. I've just been sending them invoices and being annoying and having to remind them like every, Mm -hmm. you know, once in a while. So I need to have her create a like HIPAA secure form to send out to my clients to get the credit cards and she's going to input them into QuickBooks. Yeah. Yeah. It's all those projects that like I don't need to spend my time doing and she would love to do. So how much time? Obviously, you're giving her 20 hours. That hasn't necessarily freed up 20 hours, but it's giving you leverage to be able to grow the business faster, which as you grow the business and you get your systems in place better, et cetera, et cetera, then it ultimately does free your time. But how much would you say that hiring that part-time virtual person, I mean, you and I chatted back and forth about this, like finding them on Upwork, the kinds of situational questions, what you look for, et cetera. So I know I was part of that process with you, but when you look at how much time she's spending, what has that allowed you to do on the appointment side to generate more revenue? Has it freed your time up to be able to like get in maybe one more patient or two more people? Like, in other words, I'm asking, what's the ROI on your virtual assistant? I would say appointments have been the same, but I would say my return on investment with hiring her has been, like you just said, to grow my business. Like I've been able to implement practice better. She helped with all of that scanning. Like she's helped me 
create a like foundation for my business, help me yeah. to start creating all the infrastructure that I did not have before. I did not have one system written down. I was doing it all by myself, obviously. Yeah. So it's allowed me to create an actual business, like not just like this virtual mm-hmm. practice that I run. It's like now it's solidified, I feel, or it's getting there because there's obviously more work to do. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely helped me create a more solidified, structured business that I then can hire more people if I need to. Exactly. So you are at capacity right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you're at capacity. So then once those systems are in place, which makes business be much easier, mm-hmm. so much easier. People yeah. often say, I need systems. And I think, I don't think you understand what a system is. <laughs> like a system yeah. is not just writing down your process. That's one thing. But it's making sure that your system is really in the best interest of yourself, your patients, and the business. Like yes. getting it to work, like going from paper to practice better, for example. Mm-hmm. You could have written a system of how you take notes, but that doesn't help you need the infrastructure of the tools that are going to help mm-hmm. you do that well that oh makes the really well run system. So what's next for Claire? Well, okay. I do have a few things. So one is sending out my lead magnet in January. I created a free resource that I so proud of you. Thank you, but it's that <laughs> imposter syndrome voice in my head that after Ugh. I created it, I was like everyone already knows this information. No one's going to really want to download this. You so girl, I, I told you, no imposter right here. We're not doing I that. know. So I'm like, don't care. Shut up to that voice. I am that's getting it. it out in January. So that's one thing that's coming out, but it's not what I want to work on. The next thing that I want to create is, and I don't even know what I want to call it yet, but not a quick start guide, but kind of like a quick start guide where okay. I want to bridge the gap between people on my social media who are just followers and my clients, the intense one-on-one work that I do with clients. I want to bridge that gap, give a resource to someone who may want more information than my followers, but isn't ready yet to do that intense one-on-one work. So hmm. is that something you would want to give them for free or would you want to charge for it? I think charge for it. Uh-huh. I would agree. <laughs> you like see a- me over here nodding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Not like a crazy, you know, $1,500. Yeah. Just something that it's basically all my thoughts. How can I get someone from point A to point B who maybe wants to work with me, but they aren't ready yet, but they want to do kind of work to get them there. So once yeah. they meet with me, we don't have to do a lot of like basic work, basically. Yeah. It's like a starter course almost. Yes. Yeah. You could do like a three-part starter course. And Mm -hmm. I have lots of doctors that do that. And there are some version of that, you know, you can find your sexy title, but some version of a, like a starter course. And it could be like three very simple modules and you know, it's like $79 or depends on how much you put in there. Yeah. But that is a great tool to do exactly that, which is bridges that gap between the person who's like, I really like her, but I don't think I have the money yet, or maybe I'm not ready time-wise, but I do want to start like getting my diet turned around. And I want to like go through my closet and the pantry and get rid of all the food. And I just need somebody to help me with that. So I love that. I think that's great. In a way, it's kind of an upsell, meaning you're taking them from free to where they're willing to give you money in exchange for your information. And that's what we want, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the second thing you're doing is you're also, you can use it as a downsell as well. Like Mm. someone reaches out to you and they're like, yeah, I'm not ready. Then you say, well, that's okay, but I have this instead. 
Exactly. And that's and- the issue I've been running into is I have those people and I'm like, I want this resource. So I know that there's a need for it, which is yeah. Yeah. why that's getting the fire under my, you know, tush to yeah. do it. Yeah. So I would say, you know, think about it like in three modules and maybe each module has like two or three short videos, like yep. 10 minutes or a little resource or something so that it doesn't feel chokingly heavy for them. Yes, exactly. Right. Okay. And then that makes the price point nice. People are willing to give you money the first time and then you deliver, which clearly you know how to deliver. Mm-hmm. And then you deliver, they are way more likely to say, oh my gosh, this was so good and so helpful. I'm going to find the money mm-hmm. and I'm going to work with Claire because I'm worth it. I deserve it. And I'm done dealing with this health issue. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So I love that you're doing that. Thank you. What's well, one more thing? That's kind of a big one. That one I wanted to create this year, but we kind of put it on the back burner with everything else in CBA. <laughs> but I would say if I could pick one more thing that I want to work on next year, I would say just increase the amount of clients that I see. And how are you going to do that if you're at max? Well, I would say maybe I'm not at capacity. Maybe I'm like, I'm fine with where I'm at. Hmm. I think that maybe adding in an extra day of seeing clients. And I also have been thinking about this is decreasing or giving more options for follow-up appointments. Like maybe all of my appointments don't need to be an hour. Maybe I can have someone that just needs to pop in 15 minutes. How are you doing? You're doing great. Okay, keep going. So maybe I can have more variety so then I can kind of fit more people in. That's not obviously taking away any of the quality or any of the like. Right, right. You know, but we're it allows you on that. Yeah, it allows you to help more people mm-hmm. in the same amount of time. You'd still be making the same amount of money if you kept your hours the same, but you can help more people. Yeah. So I was thinking yeah. about changing, playing around with appointment times. And then I also have my Shopify account that I'm playing around with. That's kind of already Ooh, in the works. Nice. But yes. We're just playing around and seeing if that's an, a way that my clients like to order supplements and, yeah. you know, that whole client experience to people yeah. like that. That's what so I'm kind of- important. Yeah. So important yeah. to be able to offer those products. And when you create that, you know, private Shopify account mm-hmm. so that only your clients have the link, yep. then you can literally put all the things on there and then you get the order and you can place the order and have all of it drop shipped. Or yep. you have it in inventory for the things that you don't want to drop ship and you do it. Mm-hmm. You know, the advantage of that is, is that they go one place. Mm-hmm right? It's good for them. It's a little bit more work on the back end, mm-hmm. but it's a better experience for them in the long run, yeah, right? So exactly. that's on a business side from a CEO business standpoint, you have to kind of leverage, you know, think about that. But yeah. you are up and coming, friend. <laughs> Thank you. Troubling <laughs> over here. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. It's just been like such a delight to watch you grow this year, not only like clinically, but business-wise. What I love about you is that you have continue to pursue. You ask questions. You're like, okay, you don't say, oh, I can't do that. I've never ever known you to be that person. You're always saying, how? Mm-hmm. How can I do that? How can I make my systems more streamlined? How can I impact more people? How can I wake up and be that practitioner that I wish that I had had way back when? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you be that person, both clinically and in business, because we forget that we have to be good business people yeah. before, or I guess 
alongside, but with being good clinicians. Because if your business is like a building and it's all falling apart, then you can't serve people because you're chasing your tail and you're not efficient and there's things missing and broken and you're not charging right. Like those are all the business pieces that Mm. is just essential. So anyway, I'm so happy. Is there any last thing that you think we need to know about you, about your virtual practice, anything? I would just say follow along if you want to have fun tips and tricks at Claire the Nutritionist. <laughs> okay, but, where can people find you? Okay, let's, they can let's find do me that. at mm-hmm. Claire the Nutritionist, C-L-A-I-R-E, Claire the Nutritionist, um, Instagram, TikTok. That's where you can find me or at resiliencehealthandwellness.com. That's my website. That's where you can learn more about me, my practice, make an appointment. We will link all of those in the show notes. And I will say this, this is just a little side marketing thing. So Claire has done a great job of branding herself as Claire the Nutritionist. So when you go to her Instagram account, you will see that she has her hair. Sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down. Sometimes she's made up, sometimes she's not made up. She's just like in her kitchen talking about something, doing whatever she's doing. And she always says, hi, this is Claire the Nutritionist. Claire the Nutritionist. (laughs) from a nutritionist. (laughs) From a nutritionist. Yeah, she'll say that. So Mm -hmm. she's branded her videos. And whenever you can do something like that, when you're doing videos, when you can brand them, meaning you say the same thing all the time. So you find that catchy thing. You know, this is your, you know, dog loving chiropractor. I don't know. Like, pick your thing. But it doesn't matter what it is. It just matters that it's memorable. Mm-hmm. Because you want people to be able to talk about you when you're yeah. not in the room. And that was the so, whole point of why I made that handle. Because some people are like, fun kitchen girly. And I was like, I only know that person on Instagram. It's like, oh, do you know fun kitchen girly? You don't know them as like, oh, that's Kristen. And I always wanted people to know that I'm Claire. So yes. I was like, okay, Claire. There and then like, what's how you can make it? I'm a nutritionist. So Claire the nutritionist. That's it. That's Let's not make it complicated. Uh-uh. You no. Know? Uh-uh. So for all of you listening, you really need to go check out her Instagram, follow her, watch what she does. This girl knows how to build social media. And so she's very good at it. So if you wanted to do anything, you could just rip her off. Yeah. Rip me off. Do it. Yeah. All day. Go for it. Copy, 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 copy. There's nothing new under the sun. They say it's all just something that's been re-engineered. So go go check her out online. Claire, thank you so much. Of course. I have anything for you. (laughs) You're so sweet. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Of course. Wasn't that amazing, like so inspirational. She's really taken her whole vision for having a virtual practice and being able to help people just like she helped herself. And she's done so very well. I actually learned some things. As I said, I should start doing some of these same things. She has a full practice or at least as full as she wants, and it's all virtual. So she's got the systems in place, She shared all that with us. So I hope this was super, super helpful with you. And again, really a lot of her progress has happened because of the place that she's been inside Clinical Business Academy. So I would love to invite you to join me in Clinical Business Academy. You can join the wait list right now. Go to rondanelson.com forward slash CBA, stands for Clinical Business Academy. Get on the wait list so that you'll be the first to know When we open the doors, we actually have run it all year in 2023, 
and we are giving it a massive overhaul. And the way that this is laid out next year is going to blow your mind. It's amazing. So not only is it going to change your life, but it will change your practice and it will change the lives of your patients. Because when you have a more successful business, aka practice, then you are more successfully able to treat your patients. So there you go. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye for now.